Good morning. Or domale. Domale. Like a tamale, but it's domale. That's good morning in Setsuana. Domale. Well, I had the best trip I've ever had in my life. By far. By far. It's wild. It's untamed. It is people so hungry for the Word. I've never seen people more hungry for the Word of God than this. They don't have any education over a sixth grade education. It's so remote. It's so wild that they're just hungry. And there's not enough people trying to spread the word. It's just it's crazy. You you go in and 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 uh, you go into the Okavanga River, and you may go 20 miles, and and you you'll you'll stop and you'll have a conference planned, you know, and you'll have maybe 12 or 15 pastors. You know, it doesn't sound like much, does it? At least one of those pastors are carrying multiple churches. They got bicycles. That's how they get around. And there, I mean, we lose pastors to hippos in the river, to you know, lions or whatever. Whatever the case may be, it's just that wild. And I love it. If I wouldn't have had a wife to come back to, I would have had Joel and Jordan flip a coin over who's going to raise Izzy. <laughs> No, I'm joking. <laughs> but I'm telling you that that place is calling. That place is calling. I've, I've, I'll just be honest with you. I'm, I don't know why this thing is doing that. It's just... I was stale. Let's just be honest. Most of y'all that know me well know it. Uh, during COVID, you know, had a goal, had a mission, we weren't going to shut down, we were going to feed people that were hungry, we were going to help, and I mean, we were going along good, and I mean, everything was good, and man, I was driven, and then, nothing, and I even thought to myself, all right, God, what what in the world do you want me to do, I don't know what to do next, I'm bored, I can't do anything. Well, my whole mantra is do something, and I can't do anything. What am I, I mean? What am I doing? All right, do I need to, do I need to turn the church over? I mean, I even went as far as that. Like you know, uh, it, you know, we got a debt-free church. It's thriving. It's doing well. It's, you know, am I done? I'm not dead, so evidently I'm not. So there's something else you have for me to do, God. Just I need you need to explain this to me. So you know, and I chose the most inopportune time, and I know I've got criticized for it. And but you know, that's not the first time that that's happened. When Ginger was in the hospital with Izzy, um, Rob and I were doing the very first um, men's conference in the nation of Papua New Guinea, and I told Ginger, I said, you know, I, I need to call Rob up and cancel and try to get my 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 ticket money back, you know, I'm sure I will because of the doctor writing excuse and everything. And Ginger said something that changed my life. She said, no, we're not going to let the devil stop you from doing what God called you to do. How do you leave your wife 
for two or three weeks when she's on in a hospital bed fighting for the life of her child. And she said, you need to go. Am I lying? She, I wanted to stay. It's my wife. I love her better than anything in the world. I wanted to be with her and, and, and help her through this. And she said, no. She said, we're not going to let the devil stop you from doing what God called you to do. You're going. And so I went. And when I came, it was in December. And when I came back home, Ginger was there in the hospital. They said, she said, take me home. I took her home for Christmas for what, three days, four days? Three or four days. And then, of course, you know, just two weeks later, Izzy was born. And so I, I, so when Isaac was born, I mean, we all know the story. Serena got COVID and it, it's a ter- and, and it just tore her body up. And she was pregnant and that made it worse because they couldn't give her the meds she needed and and, and, and all, of these, all of these things just kept mounting, so they, did, they had to take the baby. 26 weeks. He's perfectly healthy. Uh, hairy little fella, too. Uh, Nico's hairy, too. So, but I was a hairy baby. I've even got hair on my ears now. I just, I, you know. So, <laughs> you know, so, you know, I, I, here I am. Here I am struggling with this. Struggling with this, all right. And so I said, I'm going to Africa. Jerry Lackey called me and said, hey, can you be here on the 25th? I said, I'll try. And uh, Ginger and I briefly discussed it. That was a mistake. Briefly discussed it. And I said, you know what, I'm going. And I put it on Facebook. And Ginger said, well, it's on Facebook where you're going to Africa. Like I said, it didn't go over well. (laughs) But... I believe with all of my heart that if I went when I got home, Serena would be doing great. I said, you know, how do you get to a crisis? You look back on the crisis you had years ago and handle it that way if it worked. Correct? That's what I did. But what happened to me over there has changed me in every way, shape, and form. I have got more fire in me than I've ever had in my life. I'm telling you, I am on stinking fire. The devil is going, oh boy. You're not, you're not touching my family. You're not touching me. You can run over here with a land cruiser or attack with bears and whatever. You know, whatever. Uh, whatever you, know, you want to try. But now, when I got down there, Jerry, Dr. Jerry Lackey and I were sitting there. He said, he said I got... I, Paul, uh, you got to preach my funeral. I said, is it this week? Uh, you know, <laughs> is that why I had to come down here? He said, he said, no, he said, Rob was going to preach my funeral because I thought Rob would live to be 100. I said, I did too. He said, but I want you to do it. And I said, well, one part of the reason I'm here is I need you to pastor me. He said, well, all right, you bury me, I'll pastor you. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't exactly like that, but... But but we're helping each other out. And I've hooked up him and Egan. And now what we're doing is we're putting together an alliance. And y'all are all... I'm telling you this because you're all a part of it. Jerry and I want to do in Botswana on a smaller scale of what Egan did in Tanzania. So we're, we've hooked up with Egan. We've met with him. Uh, Egan's in town. Jerry just flew in from Houston the other day. I'm meeting Jerry in 
Houston on the 15th to, to, to go over some things. We're putting together a, an alliance, I guess you call it. We're going to see Egan in March, and we're going to find out how do you do these crusades. What are the prelim, what, what do you have to do before the crusade? We want to know the logistics of it. We want to know how it's set up. We want to know how, when the people get saved, what pastor they're going to have. Who's going to disciple them? I mean, all of these things. From the beginning of people that have no education to being discipled by good men and women of God. That's where we want to go. That's where we want to go. You know, we don't want to do 30,000 people crusade. I mean, there's not 30,000. You couldn't put 30,000 people anywhere from Botswana in one area. You know, it's so remote. It's so small. Oh. So we want to do crusades on like 200 to maybe 1,500 people. But we want to do that in association with all the local pastors. And what you have to do is, is, is you're in the Vokovanga Delta, which is the most beautiful place on earth, and it's the most wild place on earth. So you have to go up, up river in a boat, you know, and you do your thing up there. You get you got the stage, you got you got leadership training, you got everything. You know, so there's a lot of things that we need to do. A lot of things that we need to do. And I want you guys to be a part of I gotta fix this. I want you guys to be a big part of it. Why? Because you're the church. We're the ones that are supposed to change the world. The world's not supposed to change us. Well, you know, that's just a wild place. I mean, I could die. You get hit by a bus right here. You know what I mean? What's the deal? People are so scared about dying. I mean, are you really saved? Are you really, really saved? If you're really, really saved, you really wouldn't be scared of dying. I'm saved and I'm scared of not living. I'm not scared of dying. I'm scared of not living. And I was dangerously close to not living because they didn't have any fire. If you, if you don't have any fire and you get something done, you're going to die. A lonely, lonely, lonely person that never accomplished all that God had for them. So, I mean, the time that we have is, is not long. We're put here for a very short period of time on this earth in the grand scheme of things. We have an assignment from God to get things done. But we're too worried about... We're too worried about the white count and what what the doctor said about the vaccine and, the, and you know and I, you know what I don't care but I don't care if you get the vaccine don't get the vaccine I don't have an opinion on it I just know that everybody in the world's been exposed to this vaccine everybody and it treats everybody differently is it something to be concerned about absolutely is it something to run from no. Is it something to fear? No. Like I said, fear and prayer do not play well together. So, with all of that being said, let me find out where I was because my computer messed up on me. Huh. All right. So anyway, what I want to do is this. We got. I've got one pastor. These pastors live on less than a dollar a day. So $365 I handle them for a whole year. Seriously. That's what they live on. They don't live for comfort. They don't live for their families. They live to change their world. We live for retirement. We work our whole life so we don't have to work the few, days, few years we got left and so we die. Your assignment starts the day you get saved. It ends the day that you enter, enter heaven. 
correct? Well, I got a new project. I got a new project. We're going to do some things that we've never done before. This this property back here, we're fixing to clean it out and fix to make a base camp there, and I'm going to train people. How many of y'all heard about the, the Haitian team that went down to Haiti? Mom, women, children, untrained men had no business whatsoever being in that place. It happens three, four, five times a year. You lose a whole ministry team because they don't know what the heck they're doing because they don't have a team leader that knows what he's doing. I've led teams in over 40 nations around the world. I know what the heck I'm doing when it comes to that. I don't know much, but I know that. Because I was trained by the best in the world. The best in the world. But there's no ministry school or any preparation to get people into the places that need it. I mean... God bless uh, whoever, uh, what churches that's building the houses in Nicaragua. Uh, you know, God bless them. God bless them. But come on me. Lay down at night and wonder whether you're going to wake up in the morning. I killed a black mamba. Yeah. He killed a cobra about that long. He, you know how they, psh, this one's like, psh. <laughs> you know, it's wild things, wild things happen and wild things excite me. How many of y'all want to live a life of adventure instead of a life of comfort? I want to live a life of adventure. I want to be able to tell stories to people. You really did that? Yeah, I got pictures. Look at this. Look at this. But anyway, what we have to do, and, and this is not the church's, the church's job, okay? This is my job. Paul Gray International Ministries. That's what we're going to do. But I want to invite you guys to be a part of what we're doing. You know, we, we've, we're sitting... How many, how many ch- ministers we support every month, Ginger? 11, 12? The, the church supports every single month. Did y'all know y'all did that? Did you know they all were reaching the world from Minden, Louisiana? But this is separate. There's three pieces of equipment we've got to buy. Uh, one of them is... Uh, Show me, show me that um, the, the the range the the Land Cruiser. Turn down this light and turn turn on the Land Cruiser. Well, see, this is two tents. This is what we have to have. That's what I'm going to be leading teams with. That pulling that boat. Where's my boat? Where's my boat? This is a boat that can carry an entire team up the Okavanga Delta into the the Chobe River, into Zambezi River. It can take me anywhere I want to go with a team. And on top to carry luggage um, and supplies and things. You'll find out when you go with me. When you get the luggage, I'll fix and head out down the river and we'll say, all right. Take that pant, that pant, that shirt, that shirt, leave everything else. You're going to stink when you get back. You're going to smell like you've been in Africa for, you know. You know, you're going to smell like a hyena. Uh, you know, we're going to go. It's, it, this is not for the faint heart. This is for tough people. This is for people that want to reach folks that nobody else in the world is trying to touch. 
There's no American money going out in these places trying to spread the gospel. You know why? It's easier to go to Kenya and have a picture made with with a kid and then on a mission trip. I'm talking about a mission from God. I'm talking about if we don't go, nobody's going. That's where I want to be. That's where God's pushing me. I mean, I I got to calm down because if I, if I don't, I'll, I'll get all been out of shape. Anyway, the fifteenth, we're going. I'm going to meet Jerry and uh, just outside of Houston. We're going to look at that stage, this trailer here. The stage, that trailer. This right here is an entire stage that could be pulled by a Nissan pickup truck. It's made of all aluminum. You can set it up in 30 minutes, take it down in 30 minutes, and go to the next place. This is the equipment that we need, and I'm not asking y'all for one penny for any of it. God's going to supply all our... All, we're on a mission from God, you hear me? God's going to supply all, all our needs according to His riches and glory, not mine. I'm not worried about the money. Why? Because I've got the vision. The provision is always there. It's just fixing to come to light like it's never come to light before. And then we're going to go. Okay? We're going to go. You don't have to go. I've got two sign-up sheets on the back. One of them says, uh, Prayer and financial support. Because that's important. Believe me. And you can sign up and be a part of it that way. Or go to base camp in Botswana. If you choose to go to base camp with me in Botswana, you got to do base camp right back here, and then we got to do base camp in the Yucatan before I take you into a place where you can die. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be 150 people sign up to go to base camp now. Yeah, and, we, and I'll call them. They won't answer me. I'll scream. I'll go, what's Pastor Paul? I don't, 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 don't want to talk to him. Don't want to talk to him. But this is what this is what Christianity is about. It's not coming to church on Sunday morning and sitting around and, and eating donuts and, 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 and having coffee, which there's nothing wrong with it. I had coffee and donuts this morning. I mean, it's, I'm not going to hell for it. You know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. But what I'm saying is church is a living, moving organism it's not a monastery it's not a place you go it's a place you take it should not be we come in here and we're going to sing our songs and we're going to have an announcements we're going to have an offering and we're going to we're better than that we are i'm not i'm not saying there's not other people that are better than that but we got to be the church. The church don't come here. We go there, and that's the church. That's where we have to get. We have to say, you know what? I'd like to see an elephant. I'd like to see a lion. I'd like to see... I want to see people get saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, take off, and do the same thing. Show me my map of Africa. This is where we're going to go, and this is what we're going to do. All right. Turn, yeah, turn on the lights. Botswana. We're here in Botswana, but if you go up, the Okavanga Delta goes into Namibia, uh, Zimbabwe, Zambia, and in the mountains in Angola. And we've got a church in Mozambique we finished. You know how many churches that were... I met one pastor at... Uh, he's in Namibia here, and really cool guy. 
Never went to never went to school anywhere. He speaks three languages. Just, I said, well, where are you pastor? He said, he said, Nimbia. You know, the Africans talk different. But uh, I said, really? I said, how's your church? And he said, uh, which one? How many you got? He said, twelve. And a bicycle. Got pedals around through lions and elephants and giraffes and everything. Pedaling his little bicycle with his Bible, man. That... Oh, it's 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 a little cool in here this morning. Just a little bit, Just a little bit cool. I don't, you know the. It's just, it's just, you know, it's, it's just too hot to go to church today. Get on a bicycle and drive and, and go through the jungle. We are not going to be watchers. We're going to be the ones that are being watched. It's not going to be just a Christian church at minute. It's going to be. I'm, I'm going to invite. Every denomination I know, every person I can get, because as soon as you get off the plane, there is no denominations. I don't know if y'all know that or not, but there's not one. There's not one. There's Christianity and non-Christianity. Period. There's not Baptist, there's not Methodist, there's not Pentecostal, there's, not, there's none of that. There's Jesus. We had to, Jerry and I had to go in, came back in late, and saw a cook named is T.T. And, uh, Big, burly African guy. And uh, I just had, so he, he kept me and warmed me and Jerry up a plate. And we're sitting out there by the fire and we're eating. Everybody else was asleep. And, and so I said, T.T., tell me your background. He said, well, I told you I was a bartender. And then I became a cook. I said, spiritually, tell me. And then Jerry just, pow, he just jumped in there. Five minutes later, that guy's crying like a baby, asking Jesus to be the Lord of his life. And, and yeah, it's just that simple. When they never heard it, when they know there's a higher power, when they know that there's something bigger than themselves, they, they immerse themselves into it. And what happens with us? Well, it's good enough for Grandma. It's good enough for me. Give me that old-time religion. You keep it. I'll give you all you want because I don't want nothing to do with it. I want to reach people for the kingdom of God. I want to add to the kingdom. I am useless in heaven as far as lost people go. I'm useless in heaven for healing. I'm useless in heaven to deliver people. Are you, are you listening to what I'm telling you? We're here for a short period of time. Jesus showed us how to do everything. There's nothing He didn't show us how to handle. Nothing. We're here for a short time, and then we're gone. And we're no longer good to the world. That's what most people want. They'd rather just be Christian, live their life, and, you know, love on their grandkids, like, you know, and, 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 and everything, and then go to heaven and everybody have a funeral about how, what a good Christian he was. What did he accomplish? That's my deal. What did that person accomplish on this earth for the kingdom of God? Name me something. I don't want to be that guy. I want to be that. I, I, I want this church. I want this mission team 
to be the thing that changes an entire nation for God. Are you are you with me? I'm, I I okay. Had this pastors' conference. When you say that, you're thinking of a big building man, and there's a million pastors in there, and you're doing this. No, uh-uh. that that's what it was. Had 15 pastors. Reached over 100 churches with 15 pastors. Sitting around a fire with all kind of noises. I have no idea what they were. They could have been dinosaurs or an insect. I have no idea. But, you know, jungle sounds. You hear them all. It's constant. You know, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're just sitting around and talking to these pastors. And they're asking you questions, and, and God, they're just pulling all of this stuff out of me and Jerry. And man, they're getting what they need. They're, they're, they're getting revelation. They're getting. That's what it's all about. It's all about sitting down and talking to them and helping them become better leaders, better pastors. And then you know what? You learn a lot more from them than they learn from you. These are simple people. Most of them can't write. The pastors can read. They've been taught to read. When you tell them about David and Goliath, they're curious as to who won. In some of the villages that you go to, they don't know. They've never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you what. That's what's going to bring about the rapture. World evangelism is going to bring about the rapture. Period. End of story. What if... What if we are the ones that reach that last guy? What would that be like? What did Bill Britt say? He said, I want to know just a second before the rapture so I can grab a hold of somebody and I'm going to fly and I'm going to say, you want to get saved or you want me to let you go? You know, I mean... This burns in me. This burns in me. And you're going to see some big changes as far as not, not the church is not going to change. It's, it's a wonderful church. It's good. But you know what? We've got to get a longer reach. We don't, have, we don't need more people. We need more outreach. We're doing it. I mean, I don't know a church doing any more than, than, than us in this area. Not that that's bragging. But I just believe that you people know what you're put on this earth to do. And it's not to please yourself. It's to please Him. What more can you do to please Him than add to His kingdom instead of your kingdom? That's what we're after. Alright. Here's the reasons that we have a hard time doing it. Here we go. These meetings that I was just in, they produce miracles. I don't know how better to describe it. I had this, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you this story, and, and it's true. It's like Rob would say, all my stories are true. No, it's, this is a true story. They asked me to preach at this church, a bush church, in a place called Shikawe. And so I go there, and there's one car, because there's not very many vehicles there anyway. There's one car, and it's, it's on blocks. So everybody's walking, and this thing is tiny. 
and it's dark. And they have a generator running to for one light bulb that's about this big around. So it's behind me, and you, you can't see hardly anything in front of you. You can't see anything. And so they give me this interpreter, and it's a woman. And she's got one eye. The other one's all mangled. I didn't even ask what it was from. I didn't want to hear. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, she's over. It's, it's her left eye. And so she's over here on this side of me. And so I'm trying to preach, and I found out that I knew more Setsuana than she knew English. You know, it was, it was pretty bad. And so I'm thinking, well, maybe she just can't, you know, she needs to be looking at me. And so I said, so, all right, I said, what do we do? I want you to get over here where your good eye can, can see me. And so I start to preach. And then all of a sudden, just stopped. I said, this is the atmosphere for miracles. I'm done preaching. And then I, I told this, this, the congregation, I can't see anything. I said, there's somebody that has pain. It's on the, the side, the muscles on the side. You know how people do. You know, how many of you got diabetes? Yeah. Got some pain in your lower back. Who don't have pain in their lower back? You know, I mean, you know, you've got some blood disorder. You know, I, I, it irritates me to know it. And I've got good friends that do it, but it irritates me to know it. If, you, if, you're going, if you're going to deliver the goods, deliver the stinking goods. Don't guess. Don't come out there with something general. I mean, it is, ooh, I'm, I'm, I'll stop. Anyway, I said, you've got pain on both sides of your leg, but it's not in the bone, it's in the muscle. And it's the same way on this side, but it comes down here into your through your hip, up through your lower back, and all the way up to your shoulder blade. I mean, pretty specific for like 15, 20 people being in there, you know? They wheel this woman up here in a wheelchair. And so I just asked, I said, or she said, that's exactly what's wrong with me, you know. And so, so I get the one-eyed interpreter. And I said, I need you to do me a favor. What? I said, I want you to lay hands on that woman. And she did. She put her hands on her legs, you know. She's sitting down in that little wheelchair, you know. And, and uh, it, it, or a chair, they moved her to, to a chair. And the woman put hands on her, put her hands right there. I said, "You just command her body to line up with the word of God right now," and that's what she said. And that woman got up. You got that video? Turn the lights down. And turn on this video. This is a woman that hadn't walked for eleven. I even called it. I said, "You've had this for eleven years," and it was what it was. So anyway. Oh, everything's wide open, volume wise. Something ain't right. Anyway, turn that off. It ain't working. Anyway, that woman left that chair there and she danced home. Danced home. You can't have church from your couch, people. That's what prevents churches from a great move of God. Don't get me wrong, COVID. I mean, there was. A, I'm telling you, everywhere I go, I hear the same problem from pastors. 
they won't come back. Well, I said, you never should have told them to stay home. What did you What did you do? I said, I just refused. I said, and it made some people in our church mad, but I just refused it. And 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 I'm not I'm not upset that you know. I don't care if you get a vaccine or don't get a vaccine. None of that stuff matters to me. What matters to me is the kingdom. Why do you want to talk to me about vaccines and everything? If you get on fire and you have a vision of God, don't worry about you know, how are we going to afford it. How are we going to do that? How are we going to do this? If you, let me tell you, if it's God given, you don't have to worry about the rest of it. The logistics are already lined out for you. You just have to get on board and find out what it is. Find out where you got to go next. Find out what you got to do. Anyway, let me. Uh, how can we make this happen? Okay, now I can preach. You can't change the world from the couch. Listen to me. Churches are in crisis worldwide. I believe that COVID-19 straight out of the pits of hell to weaken the church even weaker than it already was. And it is. They're weak. They're weak. And then you get these pastors and says, it's time to come back. I see that one. Let's get back together. And I'm going, what in the world? What kind of... Why did you tell them to stay home in the first place? You know, I mean, we went through that and it was great and everything was good and we got to serve so many people in crisis. See, when crisis come, the church sits at home and stays on the couch. They don't get out here and hand out food to people that are... That need it. They don't. They don't. They don't care. To be honest with you. Oh my gosh! I'm. I'm gonna stay home. Did you know that there's nobody on planet Earth that hadn't been exposed to COVID? Do y'all know that? Nobody. It's done what it's going to do. It's just the church hadn't done what it was supposed to do. If the church would have united during COVID, we wouldn't have this problem. You know what we're going to do about COVID? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. We're not going to slow down. We're going to speed up. We're not going to put put down. We're going to lift up. So, uh, I got a saw. Got a really cool thing. You know, people don't treat church like real life. It's just some place to go. Right? CCAM, it's where real life happens. It's where real crisis comes and real people get together and get you through that crisis. I'm going to tell you what, if it wasn't for you people, I don't know what, I don't know what we'd have done about Serena. You all stepped up. Oh, you stepped up. You stepped up. Now I'm asking you to step up for people you've never met. I'm asking you to step up and step into what God, God's got for us. Mm. Number two, how to make this happen. 
Who you are, who you are, does not define you. Okay, what you do defines you. What are you talking about, Paul? Who you are does not define what you do. I'll give you an example. When somebody commits murder, what do you call them? You don't call their name, do you? When somebody somebody steals all the time, what do you call them? A thief. (laughs) I didn't say when somebody's messed up up in here. If you can change a nation, which we can, what do they call you? Apostle, evangelist, whatever they, whatever they, you know. But it's going to have God attached to it because you're taking that nation from God. They're not going to call you something that you, that that you're not. They're going to call you by what you did. I don't care what what I don't care what name your mom and daddy hung on you, but what you do defines who you are. Who do you want to be? I want to be a world cha- world shaker and a history maker. That's what I want to be. I want the devil to be so stinking scared of me. I want to throw everything that God does, everything that the Holy Ghost does, and just throw it up in his face and say, what you got? Give me your best shot. Do you want to change a nation, or do we want to just sit here and do nothing? I want to change a nation for God. That's what I want. I'm going to. With you or without you, I'm doing it. I'm just giving you an opportunity to go along for the ride because it's going to be a heck of a ride. It's going to be full of adventure, full of life, full of miracles, full of things you've never seen before in your life and you may never again. And you've got an invitation to be a part of it. But I don't invite twice. You get on board or not, it's okay. I'm not going to think less of you if you've got something else going on. Okay? Mm-hmm. Number three, how do we make this happen? Wait a minute. Number three, miracles. This is what I came to tell y'all. This is what happened to me. I'm laying in in a tent in the jungle, and I'm as happier than I've been in a long time because I just felt like I'm right in my element. I know that sounds strange. I've never—I mean, I didn't grow up in Africa, but I believe I just felt like I was in my element. I was right where I was supposed to be. I was doing what I was supposed to do, and man, there's no feeling in the world like that. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost starts talking. I told y'all—y'all y'all know that I've always said the Holy Ghost talks to me more when I'm in the process of doing something than when not. And I think He's that way with everybody. If you're not doing anything, what's He going to say? He doesn't need instruction. You're not doing nothing. Oh, Paul needs some help. Paul's trying to get something done. I'm fixing to give him a revelation so he can do what I have for him to do. It's that simple with God. It's not, it's not brain surgery. It's simple. So I'm laying there, and God asked me, the Holy Ghost asked me a question, and I'm telling you, if Facebook, I'm going to get all kind of negative comments about this, but that's okay. 
they're, they're trying to change the world from the couch, so I don't care. Holy Ghost asked me something. He said, is the healer in heaven or earth? You know, when the Holy Ghost asks you a question, you know that He knows the answer. He's just trying to make you get a grip on it. And so I said, Jesus is in heaven, so heaven and earth, because Jesus is here in me, and He's in heaven. Good answer, right? Holy Ghost said, <laughs> is a deliverer in heaven or in earth? Both. Is a salvation in heaven or in earth? said, both. He said, nope. He's in you. See, Jesus showed us, you know, all believers, Jesus showed us, I don't know where I'm, I don't know where I'm going to go with my scripture, so just bear with me. Jesus showed us every situation. He showed us lepers. He showed us blind people. He showed us lame people. You know what? I knew that that woman was going to get healed. Why? Because that's what Jesus would have done. He would have done it the exact same way I did. But I got this. I, that happened after I got this revelation. And and uh, Jesus said, "There's only saved." The Holy Ghost said, "There's only saved people in heaven, so I don't need him. I don't need him down there. There's no sickness over here, up here, but there is down there. Nobody up here needs delivering from anything." But they do down there. That's why the Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is inside of you. So that you can do what He taught us to do for three and a half years and documented it and said, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. Who's going to pick up that anointing? Who's going to pick up that mantle and do those things? The people that are ready to shake the world. The people that are ready to get the things done for the kingdom. The, to bring about the rapture. Let me see here. Let, let, I'll, I'll just try to give you a... Go to John, the first chapter. I want to read this. If you got the message, it'd be... Well, I, never mind. Just, just whatever. Doesn't matter. Where is it? There was a man sent from God. His name was John. There was a man sent from God. And his name was John. There was a man sent From God. His name is Nathan. There's a man sent from God named Stephen. There's a man sent from God named Greg. We're no different than John. John didn't have extra turbo powered Holy Ghost because he walked with Jesus, okay? He didn't have any more Holy Ghost than him than I do. Or you do. Or anybody else does. But the problem is. John knew something that most people never get. There was a man sent where? 
not by God, but from Him personally. He was sent from God personally. Whose name was John? Seven. Next. This man came for a witness. To bear witness of the light. Talking about Jesus. To bear witness of the light. That all through Him might believe. Next verse. He was not the light. But He was sent to bear witness of that light. You see, healing, deliverance, salvation, all those things, they're inside of you to get the thing done. And you were sent from God to point the way. You're not the light, but you were sent by God personally to bear witness of that light. You were sent here to do what Jesus did. You were sent here to do 1 John 3, 8, that you make, Jesus came for this reason, to destroy the works of the devil. And He showed us how to do it in every way, shape, and form. Three and a half years, He showed us how to, how to change the world. And, we, and, 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 and the church thinks that changing the world is just, just having church on Sunday morning. And let's invite somebody. Let's have a high attendance Sunday. Bring a friend Sunday. We're gonna, we're gonna. They're too worried about numbers. I'm worried about the number of people going to hell, not the number of people going to church. These people need us, just like all people do. I mean, have we covered our basis though? Are we ready to undertake something? Of this magnitude. Well. The food pantry is really doing a good job. Generation House is doing a good job. Helping Hands doing a good Every ministry in this church is doing well. You know why? Because the church is here to spawn ministry. And when it's done correctly, it's always going to work. It's always going to work. This is the same thing. This is just another ministry that we're going to do that's going to change the world. I can't wait to get back. I'd get on a plane tomorrow and go back if I could. But I'd come back to a divorce. But <laughs> No, I wouldn't. Yeah, I might. Jesus was on the cross. Go to that. Let me see. Let's go to that. I want you all to read this. John 19, 28-31. I want you all to realize that, that Jesus is not wanting... Well, that Jesus is wanting you to do what, you're, what He did. Everything He did, you can do even better according to John 14, 12. But here we go. Jesus on the cross. After this, Jesus... Knowing, oh, knowing that all things were now accomplished. That's when you're ready to go home. When I accomplish everything that God has for me, I'm gone. 
I definitely don't want to go without something being undone because then I have to make an account for why I didn't do it. Come on now, we're not here for very long. I said this at the beginning. We're not here for very long. Jesus showed us how to do everything. He gave us the power to do everything that we need to do. Correct? So anyway, Jesus on the cross, knowing all things that were accomplished. In other words, I did my job that the Scripture might be fulfilled. And He said, you know what, I'm thirsty. I've done this for a while. I've done everything. You know what, I just need a drink. I'm thirsty. So what happens? Now a vessel full of sour wine (laughs) was sitting there and they filled with a sponge with sour wine put on a hyssop. How many of y'all know what a hyssop is? A hyssop is a a little branch that's found in the Atlantic Ocean and it looks like a paintbrush. That's the same thing that they took a hyssop and they dipped it in the blood for the Passover. It's the same thing. Don't you think that's coincidental that the angel of death passed over because the blood of the lamb was put with the hyssop over there and then in Jesus' day comes and there's the hyssop right there. Hey, there's something in that. Something big in that. And I'm not going to go into it right now. But anyway, and he put it into his mouth. 30th verse. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I want you all to get this, okay? The last words Jesus said before He died is what? It is finished. What's finished? Miracles? Healing? No. He said, my job is finished. I've empowered them. I've shown them how to handle every situation. I've shown them how to raise the dead. I've shown them how to heal the sick. I've shown them how to open the eyes of the the blind. I've shown them everything. They're ready. I have done everything that I set out to accomplish. I've done it. Now, I'm finished. It's all up to them now. Y'all ain't getting this. It's finished. Now everything's up to them. You see, because Jesus is no different from us in this way, in this aspect. He only had a short time to change the world. But He accomplished it. And when He accomplished it, He said, okay, now, now I'll go home. It's finished. I got, I got the next step. I'm going I'm to go to hell so they don't have to go to hell. I'm going to accomplish that too. So that my people don't have to suffer. My people don't have to spend eternity in hell. I've got, I'm going to go fix that now. He went to, went, to, went, went to hell, defeated the devil, got the, 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 the keys of, of hell, death, and the grave. In Luke 9 and 10, he said this. He said, All authority and power is given me. And he turned around and he gave it to us. Why? Because we saw what he did. We saw what he did. It's documented. But now you have the same authority... And the same power 
to everything that Jesus did. <clears throat> because you know what? He ain't doing nothing. He ain't doing nothing else. He said he finished. He done. It's up to us now. Now let's go. And I gotta quit. I didn't get where I wanted to go, but that's okay. We've got plenty of time next week. Go to Matthew 28, 18 through 20. This is after Jesus had had risen from the had risen from the grave, stolen, rolled away. He went three days later. You know, I mean, we know we know everything. And so Jesus appears. These are Jesus' final words on earth. His final words before he died was what? It's finished. His final words before he ascended to the Father. Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me on heaven and earth. He reminded them. He reminded them. They weren't going to see him again. He reminded them. Hey, I told y'all back in Luke 9 and 10, you know, hey, all authority has been given me in heaven and earth. I'm giving it to you. He reminds them. So, go therefore and make disciples of all what? Nations. He just gave us the power to change a nation by that statement right there. He just gave it to us. He gave us a license to change nations. He said, I've given you everything you need. You can do this. Make disciples of all nations. Baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Next. Teaching them, listen, listen, listen. Teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you to do. In other words, you watch me, now I'm commanding you. Are you, are you, mm-mm, mm-mm. I ain't letting you get out of what you see in this. Teaching them, he said, how do you make disciples? You teach them to observe what you're doing. If you're not doing it, you ain't got no business teaching them because you don't know what you're doing. Jesus said, I've done everything. I've trained you. It's finished. Now I'm going to heaven. And you know what? Everything I did, you do it, and that's how you'll make disciples. People will follow you because you followed me. When you start raising, laying hands on the sick people, and you start, you start seeing them healed, and you start raising the dead, and you start casting out devils, and you start doing, you know what? People start following you. Not to the point of, 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 of danger, but I'm just saying, they want part of what you got. They want to be a, they want to be a part of it. I remember, like, like, like Greg, man, he went to the crusade with me down there. He said, I've never seen anything like that before in my life. I said, Jesus did this every day. We're supposed to do what he did. And Greg got that. I mean, I didn't have to tell him that. He got that. He just told me, he said, I've never seen it before. He said, I've heard about it. heard people tell me these stories about all this stuff going on. I ain't never seen it. He said, I've seen it now. I've seen it now. I said, now you can do it. And he did he didn't take him that long to get a grip on that thing. At all. And lo, I'm with you always, even till the end of the age. I just, my, 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 
show me the 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 church. Oh, we just finished paying for this church and it's still under construction. Show me the church. That's Jerry. We got the roof on. It's under construction right now. It's uh it's going to be finished here. Um, within a year. I was sitting. I'm within this calendar year is what I'm looking at. By January, it should be finished. You did this. Now show me the ferry. This church is... That's how you have to cross the river right there on that ferry. And... The church is about a quarter of a mile from the ferry. Strategically placed. And then the government comes in. Finally, after a million years, they decide to put in a bridge. You got a picture of that bridge? That's Okabanga Delta. Not, uh, that, none of that, uh, every bit of that's water. Even though it may look green, it's not. It's all kind of critters and that stuff. Do you know where the church I just showed you, do you know where that church is at? It's just past the end of that bridge right there on the left. Strategically placed. Are you, are you seeing what? Yeah. Are you seeing where I'm going? We can change an entire nation for God with a minimal investment, and you don't have to. And I'm not asking y'all for money. God's going to provide that. I, that's not. That's not why I'm here. But what I am here to do is, hey, we need to be the base camp. We need to be the people teaching. All that Jesus did. That they observed. I'm going to build one right back here. I'm going to get a bulldozer down. I'm going to tear all that stuff out. And we're going to build a Bible track. We're going to build a center to train team leaders to go around the world. Twofold. Why? So I can pick my team. And I can train team leaders from every denomination that can take people without letting them get killed like they did in Haiti. Man, that's a vision. That's a vision. What are you going to do? We're going to, we're going to change a nation. Really? Which one? Well, actually, there's several because we go to go back to that map. And now I've got to stop. I'm way over. Here's Botswana. We've got churches here, 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 and here. Oh, and here in the Congo. Y'all got that? Y'all got churches there. But we've got to expand. We've got to get bigger. We've got to be able to do, go and do more and more and more. We've got other, we've got other projects, but this, this is where we're headed. I got those, I got those two sign-up sheets out there. One for, for prayer and financial support, and the other one to go. Before you decide to put that, if you, if you're thinking about going on that trip. What I'm going to do, everybody that signs up to go or to do financial support, I'm going to personally sit down and talk to you and let you know just what all is involved with it. Because everybody says, you know, hey, we're going on a mission. Oh, I want to go. You're going to know everything that's entailed in it. There's, there's a, a trip where you can, that we can all go on. And then, the, you know, if people want to, that aren't hardcore, is the best way, best way to put it. Oh, that's a good camp hardcore. No, um, 
But we've got we've got a nurse of, of 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 orphanage you can work in. We got construction you can do. We got, there's something for every. You don't have to go with me. We'll drop you off at the base camp. And I'll go to the bush. That's not a problem. And the people that are going with me can go there. But I want to do this in 2022. I'll be doing it for the rest of my life. But y'all get a chance to do it in 2022. And any other time that I go, you're more than welcome to go if you go through that camp. I'm not going to send you out untrained. I'm going to make disciples. I'm going to make disciples that can go in and change a nation. That doesn't excite y'all. It excites me. Everything, I'm telling you, everything that I want from God is in Botswana, Africa. Everything. It's a place that's fertile in miracles. Are you following me? Let's stand up. Let's stand up. I kept you all too long. I don't apologize, but I really don't even feel